Good morning, Misfits. You are tuning in to episode 19 of the Misfit Project. I am your host, Drew Crandall. Ted, you are here. I am here. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're going deep today. Oh, all right. We're taking a deep dive today. This is um, the the topic of the day is something that's really important to me, but I wanted to make sure that I was able to create really kind of a structure for what I wanted to talk about and then maybe some action items as opposed to like letting my brain spill out into the microphone and then people being like, oh, okay, topic, you know, food for thought, but what What am I supposed to do do about it? The title of the episode is Not a Drone. And this is something that I would love to take off in the form of a hashtag and a way of life and um we are you know in our infancy but we wouldn't be doing this or i know i wouldn't be doing if i didn't think we could move the needle um you know on some things so i think another reason that this has taken a little bit longer to really dive into um is because so many of the other topics that we talk about have this like super quantifiable aspect to them. Yeah. Like like studies and numbers. Yeah. There's actually, there's, there's studies on this stuff too, but you know, our kind of subjective well being and whatnot can be challenging to put a number on. Whereas, you know, you wake up one morning and you're, you don't look the way that you want to. And you're like, probably a good chance I should figure out my exercise, my diet, you know, and that could lead you down the path of sleep and all these different things. Um, and before I really dig into what we're going to talk about today, I just, I just want to make sure that people understand that this isn't some sort of like vendetta against a certain kind of person, not even necessarily a vendetta against the companies that have caused a lot of this stuff. Um, there's no, there's no judgment here. I mean, we're going to chuckle at a lot of the things we talk about because it's, you know, relatable for us. Um, we're just looking for balance. We're looking for some sort of system or some sort of policing that we can provide for each other as a community, just to make sure that we're out there living our lives the way that we want to and not sort of stuck in these patterns that, that can be created. Um, so this concept of not being a drone is, you know, closely related to, uh, living life on autopilot where you wake up, go straight to your job, spend, most of your time there pretending to work doing you know you know you're on your iphone you're on websites that they'll allow you to be on um you go home netflix bedtime that's it repeat Repeat. yeah over and over and over um and when it gets really bad you know that sort of pattern can bleed into the weekend um and that's when you are definitely a drone so I sort of tried to to think about it in terms of like, what are the categories? What are the things that we're really um, trying to tackle here? And the three that I've come up with over a very long, you know, period of time of, of thinking about this are technology, consumerism, and then sort of just the modern day career, the kind of nine to five yep. sort of style of career. Um, the... The, the companies, you know, there's the big three, there's Apple, Google, Facebook, yep. there are the others, but those are sort of the, you know, they're, they're called the big three for a reason. Um, their currency is this metric called time on screen and they're trying to run a business. They're trying to, you know, 
make money. You know, it's, you know, it's America, it's capitalism. Yes, it can go a little bit further, but you know, if you boil it down to, let's say you're like an employee there, you're just you're trying to collect your paycheck and yeah. you're, you know, maybe feeding your family or doing who knows what. So, um, but knowing that the smartest people on earth are tasked with making sure that we don't put our devices down is both scary and could be looked at as freeing almost like this isn't my fault but i better do something about it right like like i don't know what percent you can boil it down to but i bet it's a lot of zeros before the one percent point zero 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 one percent of you know the most intelligent people on earth work for companies like that or subsidiaries or something that's connected i mean every time a really good idea in those communities is brought up they get bought out immediately by one of these companies um yeah these companies like actively seek out a very specific type of person yeah they do and there you know this can even extend out to uh netflix one of the one of the studies i was looking at recently was um i think it was a billion hours a month we're up to on watching the netflix community watches a billion hours a month of television wow that seems low given their <laughs> like subscribership oh just got, that that just uh, there's something about that number it's a lot that's a lot of time a billion hours they passed i think it was in the fall of 2017 they had their first billion hour month and again they're they're trying to make money. They're trying to create a lot of things that actually make our lives easier. But again, the currency that they use is that time on screen. Yeah. And yeah. all of these things with notifications, the color palettes that they choose um, are all there so they can get time on screen and then go to their advertisers and say, sell the advertising. Yeah. Yeah. And man, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things where you can get caught in it. Not like, you know, it used to be the people that were really caught in it were like more of like the techie variety. They were really into, you know, the, the real specifics of the technology. But now it seems to be just about everybody is like locked in at all times. And they're, you better believe that they know how your biology works and, you know, how your neurochemistry works and all that. Mm -hmm. And they're playing right into it. Um, So I have, I think technology is probably my, you know, if if this is like a most wanted list, (laughs) this is like the bin Laden of (laughs) these categories. Um, And then we slide down to consumerism. And that's just the concept of kind of, you know, segue, well, you know, we're going to segue next into careers, but that rat race that creates the concept that you have a little bit more money. So then you're going to go buy something that's a little bit better. And if that's the case and that's how we think, then when does it end? How does it end? Right. You know, at first when you're young, the concept of like getting your own apartments, like the coolest thing ever. And then it's a two bedroom house and then it's a three bedroom house. And right. then it's, you know, you're, in your thirties or forties and your, you know, wife sees that your friend bought a really nice house and then it's weird. We're looking at houses again and it's, you get your very first car and it's going to be a nicer car and then it's going to be a nicer car, car, newer car. Um, 
you know, to, to make fun of us. There's always a nicer camera. Always. There's, there's always, always a, a faster computer. Yep. Um, there's always a better way for, you know, even stuff as, as small as like storage, you know, for files. And there's just always the problem with that is we feel like we're working towards something, but then when we get there, it doesn't matter at all. It wasn't even the point to begin with. Right. It was the concept of continuing to chase it and continuing to chase it and continuing to chase it. Um, so again, we, you know, live in the capitalist society and there's a lot of benefits to it, but we also have to look at it from all angles and, um, it can be a scary one. You can, you can really get caught up in it. You can look around at all of the stuff you have and be like, what would my 17 year old self think of what's going on here? <laughs> like, Whoa, did you win the lottery? What are you doing with all that stuff? How'd yeah. you get all that stuff? Yeah. I mean, there's times where I'll, <clears throat> even just myself, I'll look around my room and I'll see, you know, there's a drone there. There's a camera there. There's, but I haven't touched in months. Mm -hmm. My iPad was sitting on my shelf until I sold it to the gym. Like it's <laughs> like, there's just this kind of accumulation of things. Yeah. Just like physical objects that represent something at one point. Yeah. But then, you know, the next thing comes along. But we don't learn from those things very often. No, why would we? The next <laughs> thing is so cool. You got to get it. So that's, uh, I would put that at number two. And all these things are really closely tied together. Oh, like yeah. a lot of what we're doing on our phones is the chase for or the jealousy of mm -hmm. consumerism. You know, we have these new social media profiles where people put out the best version of themselves, especially if they're, you know, there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there right now with, with the age of the internet and they put out this vision of themselves to try to sell their product. And in that vision, it's like, damn, look at all this stuff they have, or look at all these vacations they go on or look at all this stuff that, you know, that they do, like, how is this even possible? So right. that I'm going to chase that when in actuality, you know, they're like reposting the same vacation all year long or like, yeah. you know, doing that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, I have the, I have the careers in there. Um, because not being a drone has a lot to do with sort of doing what you want when you want to do it. And the nine to five thing is a modern invention. Like, we used to just do what we had to do on a regular basis and then everything else was, you know, free time. And then it was like, okay, well, we got to throw a break in there somewhere. So that's, you know, where the weekends come up. That's where a lot of people think, you know, where the Sabbath came from, just this day of rest for people, you mm -hmm. know, especially back when it was like all manual labor is the only job you could have. Right, right. Um, and we created this thing where we have people – a lot of people in places where they don't want to be, they're unhappy, you know, fluorescent lights and cubicles and, you know, sitting and all of this stuff. And I think it's really important for people to understand that they have a choice. Like a lot of people are really scared of change and would rather be miserable, but be the same like level of miserable and keep that running. Yeah. Um, and you know, this concept for me ties back into potentially the most important book that I've ever read in my life. It's called man's search for meaning by Viktor Frankl. And he talks about, um, 
the concept of not searching for the meaning of life, but searching for the meaning of your life. So trying to figure out what you're supposed to be doing to create meaning. And he talks about, you know, maybe your actual occupation or the things that you do creates the meaning in your life, or maybe all of the other pieces around you are worth the struggles that you have to go through. So, you know, let's say you had a job that you didn't like so much, but you knew that it provided for your family and your children and allowed you to be in the same area as your friends and created all of this. And you were able to go in every day knowing this is why I'm here. It's worth it. This is yeah, exactly, you know, the struggle is worth it. Um, and I think that's a really important concept for people because we don't, we don't spend enough time, you know, looking at the stuff we have so much of it's about what we don't have. And, you know, that can be just such a, a, such a tough mindset to be in all the time, not realizing all the stuff that you have around you, because again, we tie back into consumerism. Like we got to keep chasing this, this, and this, we have to have this to be happy. And then you get it and you're like, Oh, this wasn't, you know, the, like you move into a new house or something and you're like, Oh, it's really fun being in here for a few months. And then it's like, oh, it's just a place where I literally like lay down, shower, eat, you know, watch TV, that kind of thing. doesn't have to be, you know, maybe as fancy as you wanted it to be while you were shopping for it. Right. Um, and there's this, you know, I think that creativity is on the rise in terms of people having avenues to express it. You know, we go back to the the entrepreneur landscape and and so much of what people do is based on their own personal creativity um and and i think people need to make sure that they know what creativity is um because you know i've had this conversation with with seth before seth programs for for misfit athletics um programs the workouts and i don't remember how the topic came up but it was something to the effect of well i'm just not really a creative person and the amount of creativity that he expresses through the programming is right. crazy. Right. So understanding that if you can't draw, that doesn't make you not creative. Right. P- people often think of creativity in terms of like artistic creativity, yeah. painting, drawing, right. Photography, that real like tactile, like people get really turned off to the arts based on like, their communication with their like third grade art teacher right who was like you suck at drawing right. and then Cre- there's that kid next to you and he's drawing this crazy thing and you're <laughs> like what the hell how do you know how to do that right creativity can come anywhere though exactly their creativity can live anywhere i mean i was in tech support for a long time and physical repair of machines you would think is like a by the book like step a b c d go down the list mm-hmm. but there's a lot of creativity in even that when there's an issue that's not apparent you have to find a creative way to have it show its face right so trying different methods and things like that so even in something probably what most people would think of as the least creative thing in the world repairing a, a computer it, it lives there right so it can be in anything it can and it can be i mean there are people that you listen to them talk and just you know their way with words and their communication style is creative there's just so many places to go with that And where I'm taking this is um, the way that these applications are designed for us with the time on screen and with everything being shortened all the time is that we are 
lowering, and this is scientifically proven, lowering our threshold for boredom. Yeah. Like immediately bored, immediately bored, mm-hmm. immediately bored. And boredom and creativity are best buds. If you can let yourself be bored enough to be creative, to get everything out of your brain, to go for a walk where you are nowhere near your cell phone, where you're letting ideas flow and be creative. I get this like, I romanticize about like the writers like from way back in the day about, you know, like Hemingway would walk for two hours, like in the woods, you know, just these concepts of like, of course they thought of these things, you know, the, or at least the, the bright minds did were able to think of these things because they had space to think. Right. Like autopilot being a drone is going all the way through that day without thinking. Right. It's like when you're driving and you get 20 minutes down the road and you're like, where was I? How did I do that? But it's the version of like, you're going through your day and your responses to people are exactly the same. I mean, that's something for me is a super pet peeve of mine. The like, how you been? I've been good. How are you busy? I'm busy too. Let's have a busy contest and see who's, you know what I mean? Like those conversations where you can tell that this this person is on autopilot yeah. like all the way through the whole day and the concept you know as a lot of people know that listen to this podcast i'm big into the stoic philosophy and their concept of like realizing that you are going to die and that it's a good thing because it creates that contrast of like you need to get going you gotta do something yeah. and if you're on autopilot it's it's a waste you know, it's, it's something that's going to be, you know, really challenging to overcome the more you get pulled into it, the more you don't realize, um, you know, where it goes. And, and I talked a little bit earlier about these other places, you know, how much do you weigh, um, you know, blood markers, all of these measurable things that we're asking people to, to keep an eye on. Um, they're so quantifiable, that it would be hard to sneak in the fact that you have, you know, these glaring issues. Right. This can be, this stuff can all be snuck in very easily with the way that our society works. And if it's snuck in and we don't know about it, that's when we can become a drone on, you know, just coasting through getting stuff done, like not creating again, not creating any contrast at all so that everything is just sort of that gray, like, okay, another day, like got to go through this. It's easy to get stuck in that loop too of just another day. It is. It's it's really easy. Um, So again, I wanted to lay this concept out there and then try to give some action items, try to be like, what, okay, what am I supposed to do about it? Like I could, you know, throw my phone in the garbage, but I'm going to have to go (laughs) get it. Like I got to do this, this, and this, like there's so much convenience attached to these things. And there's so much that's good about them that is why it can be so hard. You know, you open up your computer to, or your iPhone or your iPad to send an email. And a lot of times that's not what you end up doing. <laughs> yeah. You open up Instagram and then you close it and then you open it immediately after you've just closed it. Yeah. And then you open Facebook. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's as droney as it gets. You don't even know why you're doing it. But you're doing it. Yep. Because your brain's like, all right, let's check those notifications. Yep. You oh, gotta hit that pretty icon. Those that picture didn't get any likes. Better delete that. <laughs> <laughs> so I have five sort of topics to jump into. Um, 
just to make sure that we maybe stay on track a little bit. Um, if you have listened to the entirety of our podcast episodes, um, you're probably aware of what I call our three check-in system. And the three check-in system is largely based on an evening and a morning routine. And then the third place is right smack in the middle. Right smack in the middle where being a drone is very likely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that to, to sort of lay out why we would want um, to get in the right mindset, in the morning is because we sort of have that blank slate. We have this, like you got a good night's sleep. Hopefully you wake up and you don't have that same, you know, pull towards those things that you normally would. You haven't, you haven't started really like running through all the crap that you need to do throughout the day. And right. The problems haven't started presenting themselves. Exactly. And the only caveat to this is 70% of Americans reported last year that their phone is within arm's reach 24 hours a day. Oh yeah. As in it's on your nightstand when you're exercising, it's in your hand or attached to your arm or on the bench right next to you. Mm -hmm. Um, the fact that you don't have to move your feet to get your phone ever in 24 hours is kind of scary. Like, again, I'm not like an anti-technology person at all. Like I, I, you know, I'm on my iPad, I'm on my computer and cameras and, you know, TVs and all these different things yep. on a regular basis. But when I actually disconnect and get over the FOMO for a little bit, it's 10 times better than, than being in that mindset of, I need to look at this. I need to look at this. I need to look at this. For those of you that don't know, FOMO is fear of missing out. Yes. Um, just that concept of something's going on on Instagram and I don't know about it. Right. You know, someone's posting something, you know, in our community, you know, someone posted this video of this lift or something's being announced that we don't know about. And yep. you know, these tickets are on sale or who knows. Right. Um, so in the morning, giving yourself some time to get your mind where you want it to be before you head out into the world and have to deal with all the shit that's out there, you know, difficult people, difficult situations. Um, the, just the years that I spent, you know, working construction, like end of high school, early college where I didn't sleep that well. I mean, it was jeans on boots on t-shirt on deodorant, find some caffeine out the door, out the door. Yep. And those, I was a much more reactionary person at that time in my life because I never, you know, was very much on autopilot and was very much not equipped to be making, you know, decisions and certain, you know, calls during the day. So that idea of making sure your mind is where it needs to be And this podcast is less about the body um, connection, but it does wonders for you if you wake your body up in the morning. Um, that's, that's definitely, you know, a portion of it. And then just like your intention of, you know, whether it's a to-do list or, um, you know, you're reading something or listening to something or maybe even watching something, I suppose, um, <laughs> with your blue blockers. on. Yeah. That you're, you're putting yourself in the right mindset. You can use other tools to do that. You can read what other people have said. You can listen to a podcast about, you know any given topic and set yourself up for success. Um, I'm going to skip the middle and talk about the end. Um, one of the biggest things that we can do to make sure that we're not 
acting like a drone is reflection. So you get to the end of the day, almost like a report card for yourself by yourself. Like, how did I do? This is what I set out to do during the day. How did it go? You know, if you get home again and go straight to the television and then straight to bed, you're not really giving yourself an opportunity to like close that loop before you start it again. Um, and I find for me specifically that that's a really important part. I am much more likely to care about the specifics of my mental state in the morning. If I care about it before I go to bed, it's like picking up where I left off. Um, middle of the day, this can be done in so many different ways. This is the third check-in that you would have. And it's just, Again, we can use technology for this. We can set a reminder. We can set an alarm at you know noon, 1, 2, 3 p.m. every single day that just says check in on it. And sometimes you'll check in and you'll say, oh, body's still feeling pretty good. I'm in a pretty good mood. Like knock out a set of push-ups or go walk a lap around the building, but I'm pretty good. You have other days where it's like, I probably want to take lunch by myself, <laughs> clear this out, get myself in the right state, you know, maybe spend more time in the sunshine, maybe get some fresh air, maybe even get a workout in, who knows, like just reset, you know, get that, get that portion of that done. And what this does is you can ask yourself if you're acting in the, on this autopilot, you know, schedule or not three times a day. And it could literally even just be five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. You could just be asking the question, assessing, moving on. Some people are really busy. Um, but I do find that when you convince someone to do something that says that they're really busy and they like it, they extend that period out on their own. Right. They sort of make that call like, right. Oh, this was worth it. The morning routine is a huge one. You tell someone they need to take an hour for themselves in the morning and they're like, there's only three hours in the day. I don't know how you think I'm going to take an hour, but then they're like, oh, that's nice. 15 minutes turned into 20, turned into 30 yep. and, and so on. The second topic is not being at arm's reach of your phone at some point. Like I can tell you right now as a, as a phone addict in recovery, um, it's really nice once you get used to it. It is challenging when you're not used to it. I mean, that's a fact. And if we, you know, we, they created this habit that we could turn into an addiction on purpose. Yeah. We are addicted. You do not have to be addicted to physical substances. That's not like it's always put there. Like, you know, at first it was only drugs and alcohol. Then we realized we could be addicted to food. Um, it can be, you know, non-physical objects completely. It can be all kinds of different things. So if we have this addiction, obviously we're going to withdraw. I mean, that's, that's how that works. Yeah. Our body is going to, you know, our body and our mind are going to be like, Hey, where's, where's that phone? Now? Let's take a little hit of dopamine. Show me that notification. Come on, man. <laughs> Give me that notification. <laughs> Give me five bucks. <laughs> um, we gotta have some sort of scheduled, whether it's a day, whether it's a time of day, whether it's, I'm going to walk every day and not bring my phone. There's gotta be something. There has to be, we go back to that quantifiable thing where if we don't pay attention to specifics, if we don't create a new habit, we're going to slide back into the old one. The new habit has to have something written down or told to someone like, Hey, I'm going to leave my phone over there for X period of time. Don't let me look at it. I don't want to look at it. I'm going to see if I like, here's the experiment and you know, baby steps, do what works for you. You know, again, if it's, 
just the first step is not sleeping with your phone next to you. If you can put your phone in another room, um, that's a great first step. You know, if you're, if you're already doing that, you know, don't use your phone, you know, when you go out with your family on Saturdays or Sundays or, you know, leave your phone in your car. Um, you know, if you're going out to dinner, just small things and realize that it's going to be all right. Like you are going to get back and you are going to, you can get that dopamine because it's probably going to be 12, <laughs> 15 notifications when you go back to look. Um, another thing that I've heard of people doing, this is a slippery slope. You got to be strong for this one is airplane mode because a lot of people love the fact that they can carry a camera around with them at all times. Yeah. Like a lot of people that have families, mm-hmm. you know, they're like a, I don't know, a dance recital for their kid or something. And they're like, probably shouldn't be checking the score of the game right now, but I really want the camera. Like it's hard to have that much power in your pocket and not use it. Right. So there are a lot of people now, you know, that have apps that do certain things where they lock certain whatever. A lot of people that take apps off their phone, you know, turn it back into texting and camera. I might argue of the uh, worthiness of actually getting a camera. And that's not to say buying a super expensive camera. You can get, a really high quality point and shoot camera for hundred bucks, yeah. 150 bucks. And if you're somebody that's looking to leave your phone somewhere, but still have an important family event or something like that. Right. Uh, just bring the camera. Yeah. I Maybe mean, leave I, the phone in the car. I, I couldn't agree more that that's, that's one thing having a nice point and shoot that you can put like in your pocket. I know you, you got one for your honeymoon. I have it in my backpack all the time. Yeah. My backpack's always with me. That way you can actually enjoy the concept of what you're trying to do. You're trying to, you know, create a composition through looking through something as opposed to they've made those cell phone cameras pretty damn good. Yeah, they're they're nice. Uh in my opinion though, they'll never they'll never compare to like Right, a but they camera. like they take a lot of the creativity out of it with, you know, maybe certain settings or certain filters or whatever. Like yeah. I'm just saying yeah. that if you could create a scenario where you were being more creative and you don't have that pull back towards like I'm gonna do this, this and this. Like, yeah. you know, oh no, you have to shoot a photo on manual. What does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> it was actually really nice on on the honeymoon to have the camera and not my phone. Now we were abroad, we were in Barcelona and Italy, so we wouldn't have had service anyway. But that's, those are scenarios where you can find out that you're going to be okay. (laughs) Certainly. Certainly. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, it was still like, it was nice to carry the camera and not have to look at the camera all the time because I'm getting notifications (laughs) on my camera. Right. Like it was nice to be able to have that kind of bit of detachment for a couple of weeks. Um, and I think it made it more enjoyable because um, there wasn't that kind of draw of focus right. on another device. Yeah. So it was kind of making sure that we were in the moment and enjoying what was going on. Absolutely. Yeah. If I, if I, you know, have extra time in my morning or on the weekend, and of course this is weather depending being in Maine, but if I'm out on my deck and I'm with my dogs and it's like just a cup of coffee, I can hear like animals and I'm seeing like all the way around left to right. If I'm out there, you know, I try to go out there and maybe like listen to a Red Sox game or, you know, maybe even watch sports, but like try to connect the, you know, I'm in nature, but I'm like Mm -hmm. on my iPad kind of a thing. When I'm out there with nothing, my senses feel so much different. I'm like way more in tune with what's going on. 
And that's, again, pulling myself away from being like part technology, <laughs> like part of my being is living with that object. Right. The next piece here is a bold concept. Save your money. What? Work, get your paycheck, put it in the bank, and don't touch it. Did you invent this? <laughs> I, I thought of it the other day. I didn't know if people were going to think it was weird. <laughs> Give yourself the freedom from making all of your decisions based on can I afford this? Can I do this? Can I get a new job? Can I go on you know, this trip where I'm not going to bring my phone? All these different things. Can I create a scenario where I get to make more choices as opposed to um, chasing this and this and this and this all the time and then never having the financial freedom to do wh what you actually want to do. You know, you've got a house that you could like sell enough stuff on eBay to make, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> but you can't go on vacation or you can't, you know, you know, take a leap and go to a new job that you, you know, of, of, you know, occupation that you really want to be doing because you don't have any money. Now, there are a lot of people that are going to be listening to this that are going to say, it, I don't have, I don't have any money. I don't, I can tell you right now, the people that tell me that they don't have money, spend it on some weird shit. <laughs> they buy me drinks all the time. <laughs> You're out at a bar and they're buying like shots for everyone that they see. They, you know, always got a new pair of shoes. There's, there's, it's still there. It's just on a different level. Yeah. It's, it's smaller stuff that adds up, but it, man, people would be really surprised. Um, and you know, I don't want to go too far into this concept, but give your, you know, giving yourself the freedom to be able to make choices, I think is really at the end, like what I'm trying to promote. Um, if you still choose, if you're like, well, you know, don't say that about me. I'm not like superficial. I'm a car person. I love cars. Right. It's like my thing. Um, that's perfectly fine. But you want to be able to make choices. You don't want to be backed into a corner all of the time because you're chasing like the latest thing all the time, all the time, all the time. Right. Next, you know, number four on my on my list of five is trying to take in information in a different medium where you're not so directly connected with the technology um, and books, whether it's reading or listening, podcasts, um, you know, whether I'm hoping it's not on YouTube where you're actually watching the two people talk to each other, you know, you get your headphones in and maybe you're going for a walk or you're doing your work and you're trying to listen to something that can, you know, keep your mind sharp. Um, trying to replace at least some television time with that because again, Netflix wants time on screen. Yep. They can, you know, fund all of, I mean, you can tell how much money they have with the actors they're putting in their movies now and how many shows they're making. They're like, if you have an idea, we will make it because we know that if we make 200 shows, we're going to have six award-winning shows or whatever. Right. Like we're in, you can tell how much of your money of our money of the billions of people or the billions of hours of TV watching that's going on. You can tell how much they have and they get that through time, time on, on screen. screen. They want you to watch and to watch, skip that intro. <laughs> 
I, I saw it's the best thing Netflix has ever done. Oh my God. The, the, the meme that was circulating like a couple of months ago where it was like, we thought it was going to be flying cars, but it's really, and then it's sh- the screen changes and it's the skip intro. And you're like, man, that's almost as good. <laughs> um, but just this concept of, we can still use the information age. We can still devour all of this information. And, you know, there's all these amazing, you know, thought provoking creative people, that are able to put out, um, whether it's blog posts or actual books, audiobooks, ebooks, podcasts, all of this information, we can take that in without being completely attached to, again, to the TV. Um, it's, it's hard. It's, it's one of those things where someone, when they, have a hard day come home and they want to downregulate. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to plop your butt down and not think about anything. Right. Um, for me, that's where audiobooks come into play yeah. a lot. Uh, I have an echo in my room and I just, you know, put on an audiobook as I'm trying to kind of chill and head towards sleep time. Right. Um, usually like a fiction book or something, Harry Potter or, yeah ready player one or something that i've heard many times that i don't really have to pay super close attention to but right. still can kind of absorb into it yeah last but definitely not least if you guys listen to this podcast you know how big i am on getting outside i'm big on getting outside because i guess from a scientific standpoint we just have so many reward systems built into our biology that are based on being outside getting fresh air sunlight you know even taking in the smells of like the woods that kind of thing you know it's been shown to reduce you know cancer and a lot of different you know really powerful things um but when we're talking about this lifestyle we're talking about a lifestyle that is not outside we're talking about a lifestyle that could very well go from your bedroom to your car to your office to your car to your living room yep. to your bedroom. Yep. The only time outside is when you're going to your car right from. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you think about someone that lives in the city, they might be going from parking garage to parking garage. <laughs> they sure. might even see the light of day. And to me, it's not just scary for your biology. It's scary for, I don't know, for lack of a better term, like your soul, like getting outside in whatever form you find enjoyable is so important for like resetting and not, you know, being locked into technology. And there's a million different, you know, ways to go about this. It could just be at its simplest form, a park bench could be all the way out to hiking and surfing and, you know, action sports. It could be that you actually exercise outside. Um, It's so important in general and it's really important to this topic because i think you have to do a certain amount of legwork when you're addicted to find out that you don't have to be yeah that draw is always going to be there and it's going to get worse i mean we're probably a lot of people you know their unborn children are not going to know a world that doesn't have some sort of wearable that has the power of all of the technology that we currently have yeah it's going to be on them Hopefully it's not in them. That's another, you know, it's around the corner. The, you know, the the earpiece or the did you see the 60 minutes piece where the guy can google with his brain? No. 
That's crazy. It's an MIT student that created this headset that he can ask Google a question without speaking. And Google responds to him with vibrations that I don't even know how I didn't get far enough to know how he understands them. What? But the dude interviewing him was asking him math questions that no one would know. And he had the answer. He also knew the population of a city that he asked him is crazy. That's wild. Yeah. He was Google. He told Google with his thoughts to Google something. I mean, it's only a matter of and time. He created that. that. He's a student. Yeah. It's only a matter of time before large scale, uh, implants of technology are a yeah. thing. And, and when there are, you know, crazy people that take it a little bit too far and, you know, talk about the matrix being real <laughs> or whatever, those concepts come from like, if we sensationalize something, we can shed some light on, you know, it's sort of like black mirror. Like you can shed some light onto issues by sensationalizing something like, no, we're probably not going to be in, you know, towers that are thousands of feet tall and, you know, a goo with a thing plugged into our neck. Mm -hmm. But what's so much different about staring into a cell phone every waking minute and then just going to bed? Right. How much different is that? That's where the concept is. Yep. You know, there are, you know, people that, you know, you see the article every once in a while at the bottom of like a news page where it says, Elon Musk thinks we're in the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, that's fine. Um, but those concepts, you know, people use art in that way to like mimic, like, I mean, we kind of already are like, what's the difference? Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that, I don't know that I presented this quite as structured as I wanted to. I just hope that for round one, people understand what I'm talking about. It's a big topic. Yeah. It's, uh, I guess step one is awareness. So it might not even be like, Oh, you gave me the exact things that I'm supposed to do or really to not have my phone. I should get rid of it. Yeah. Um, but step one is definitely awareness, understanding, you know, in these moments, what's going on. Um, I can tell you right now that if you want to help someone that's struggling with this, don't be a dick about it. That was the beginning of the podcast of the, you know, we're not judging people. We're just looking to help ourselves and people around us have balance in their life. Um, don't be a dick about it. It's not going to help. Yeah. You know, you're not better than someone because you're not addicted to technology and you know, good for you, of course. But, um, I think that's, I think that's, you know, a huge shift that people have to understand where we're certainly if you're listening to this in the United States of America in like a polarizing time right now where everyone's like, I'm either this or that yeah. I'm against you. You're right. against me. There could never be any middle Steams ground and tribes and exactly it's us versus them. not the good kind of tribe. <laughs> so what I am asking for from people, um, is just a little bit of feedback on this episode. I'd love to hear what you guys think about the podcast going in this direction, not as a whole, but for an episode, um, what you think about the movement. I'd, I'd love to see people use the hashtag, not a drone. Um, that'd be really cool. Just, you know, showing yourself outside, showing yourself, enjoying something, you know, without technology. Um, how can you use a hashtag without technology, Drew? You capture the time. <laughs> and then when you go back, you, yeah, time travel, time travel. That's it. Um, no, you need, just need a documentarian. Just someone follows you around ah, at all okay. times. Yeah. All right. You need a Ted to follow you around with a camera. There's not enough of me. No. Um, 
so yeah, a little bit of awareness. Um, let me know what you think. Let me know if you agree. Let me know if you think that there are you know more categories that, that, that we should cover. If you have ideas, this is truly a topic that I want feedback and conversation on. And the easiest way to do that is to communicate with us through technology. Um, <laughs> Social media at the misfit.project, misfitproject.com, info at misfitproject.com if you want to shoot us an email. Um, I guess all I'm asking for is people to take this in, think about it a little bit, and we'll see where it goes from here. Yeah. Speaking of screen time, I don't know if anybody saw it, but we recently released our first video. That is true. We did a bone broth recipe video. Um, I actually made it myself. I threw in a little bit different. I threw in a jalapeno and a little bit of like actually chopped ginger rather than just powdered ginger. And yep. It turned out wonderfully. We've gotten a couple of messages of people saying it's amazing. It's really Dare good. Dare I say. It's really, really good. Um, that leads us into please go subscribe <laughs> to our YouTube channel. Um, yes. We are... As part of trying to make sure that we communicate with you guys in in, in different fashions, we're going to try to put a lot of stuff that would sort of normally be done in a blog post or an article into video form. Um, I've got ideas for three different sort of paths to take on that, and i you know probably going to take them simultaneously. And the way that you guys can let us know that you want to see more of it or you want to see something different is the usual subscribe, like, comment. Um, just go right onto YouTube or just the Misfit Project. I'm, I'm actually looking that up right now. Stand by. I don't know what the actual URL is. I think, don't you have to have more than one subscriber to have a custom URL? I think so. If you go to YouTube.com and type in the Misfit Project, you guys know that logo. Is that correct? It's correct. If you visit misfitproject.com and you click on the uh, bone broth episode or bone broth blog post, uh, it will link you to the video. And from there, you can get to our channel. Yes. You can click subscribe. Um, and once we've got a, more than two subscribers, myself and Drew being them, uh, we will create. You don't a, know that. We'll, we'll create a custom URL uh, so that you guys can more easily find us. I think that's it. I know it's a, it's a heavy topic. There's a lot to consider. There are a lot of different paths that you can head down. Um, but for the time being, let's all be aware of not being a drone. You know, take some time for yourself. Take some time for other people not locked into the matrix. And uh, we will see you next week. Yep. See you guys.